when you're thinking about like the mindset switch to what do you want your business to do, then it's just all starts kind of aligning and making sense. What is your goal? How do you want to show up in that space? How do you want to show up for yourself? And with holistic practitioners, we just want to give so much and we want it to be earth-centered. We want it to be aligned sustainably, but I don't see it really happening in a sustainable way. And that's the problem that I'm trying to fix. So I want holistic practices and people who are kind of getting a dead end in their holistic practice to reach out because we can just kind of start looking at like where it is, what is their system? Because I can tell you there's so much diversity in alternative practices. You know, what is the thing that you're trying to do? What is the system? What is your training? Because for most of us, we are so multi-layered, especially in America where it's, there's not a lot of like licensing or there's like, like multiple certifications, right? So hearing about all those little pieces, who you are, stripping all of Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, guys. This is your host, Sabrina, for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have another exciting guest. Laura is here. And who's Laura? She is the founder of Laura Botanical back in 2007. And as a natural skincare and herbal brand, completing years of spending thousands of dollars of formatting herbology training certifications across US-based programs, she found that her herbal supplement and herbal education industry to be something that she thrived in. But she found a problem that many new grads have thought that if I just build a product, people just come to me, right? Isn't that really bottle our mind that if I just build it, someone will come? Just like many people who build online courses, any physical product besides these natural supplement, or even, uh, let's say, skincare or clothing. How can we really stand out as an expert? Not just, yeah, once it's out there, people will find it, right? And that's not a really great way to attract the right people to us. As I always say, we have to have the right people in our corner. That's how we grow. That's how we have fun and energy. So she realized this mindset is really the bottleneck for a lot of new grads. So she started coaching herbology and herbal students on one-on-one basis on how do you transform your business system and practices into something that will give you a greater outcome from a health perspective for yourself and for all your clients. So thank you so much, Laura, for being here. And we appreciate your time. Thank you, Sabrina. That's 
an excellent introduction to our brand. Thank you for doing your homework and not just kind of laying on some of the kind of the prettier details. Yeah, we're going to get into kind of the, the meat and potatoes, <laughs> my old German ancestry talk, but <laughs> like, you know, why we put the product before the mission is kind of the heart of that. Exactly. I think most people who have thought like, oh, I have all this knowledge. Let me just build something. And then whatever that thing that you're building, it has to match what people actually need. Right. And what's the problem that they want it? And that's really, we have to do a lot of market research, not just like we build and they came. So I, I so appreciate that you're able to identify that gap and then able to fill that. So tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you come into going into herbology? What's the exciting thing in that that intrigued you? Yeah, well, definitely the old adage, you know, if you're, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to no one. So it's really important to like niche down and focus in on how you really want to serve. And that's the thing I find with holism and holistic health and alternative health practitioners that we just want to serve so much. And there's also so many things that herbs can serve with, I mean, virtually everything. So it's really easy to kind of get it watered down and to not really help make impact in one specific area, but I do highly encourage anyone and all of my clients to really do that and to find their thing because that's going to help them transform their outlook and also their effectiveness so that they don't have a burnout or a sense of resentment in their practice because we don't want this to just be like a one-time thing. We're talking about a business, so it really has to find a place to sustain itself. Um, to be perfectly honest, in my practice, I'm still scaling. I'm still learning to scale. So I'm at this point where in my journey where I'm able to help people just kind of build the foundations and get some of that kind of social media strategy that feels aligned and organic because I've already done that with my business. For me, it was exploring herbalism for personal health reasons, for personal, I was excited about it. It was something that I felt passionate about making both in physical products and in education. But I realized kind of along the way that it wasn't just something that I wanted to encourage someone to try. I was like, I really wanted to stand behind what I've learned and what I believe in, which is that plants are amazing. Plants are not drugs. They are other area that really can offer benefit to a lot of different specific things. So I wanted to niche down and focus primarily with women and men who are in their 40s and 50s and going through some type of life transition, figuring out, you know, I want to get back on the bandwagon and really take care of myself and to really just start building some incredible holistic health mindsets so that we can encourage a well-being in our families and just that take better care of ourselves. So I have really have a knack for, for that for that particular area. And it's definitely because of the relationship that I've had with both my grandmother and my mother and seeing the things that they go through and really wanting to bring that home and bring those skills to home because it's something that we quite literally can practice every single day. I think it's something that a lot of people think that they have to like apply and that is once and done. No, it's it's meant to be part of our food and our, our programming every single day. And it's really enjoyable. It's like starting a garden. It's going outside for a nature walk and just paying 
attention to plants a little more often. There's so many simple and wonderfully effective strategies that I bring in on my daily life, like a cup of herbal tea. You know, it's it's the really simple things to tap into, make it a consistent practice, build a little accountability and have support along the way so that we can just build a higher quality of life. So yeah, I've been doing that for almost a decade now. And I started my clinical experience in drama therapy, recreational therapy. So adding in gardening, adding in nature-based programming was kind of a no-brainer part of adding to my practice. I'm a bit of what they call like a a multi-talented person. Like I have a lot of different interests. So for me, it was really tough to niche down and it continues to be a struggle to just make sure that I'm having as much impact in my specific offers as possible. But that is something that I still don't see a lot of people even trying to do or tapping into. So I just start with people who really have not heard about that before or need a little bit of business experience, a little bit of understanding of building their audience up, different organic marketing strategies to just talk to people about what they want, hear what they actually want, right? Not just what we think they need or what they think they want, but rather hearing from them directly, because that's where we're going to really get all of that good juice and good stuff that we can actually then use to create our amazing offers. Right. Which you said so beautifully is what people actually need and actually want. And then we won't know that a lot of people even coming to me. uh, Now I help practices, these owners to become more efficient, more productive, right? At the end of the day, no matter how big an impact we create, it's still back on us. If your own bottleneck is the decision you have to do, then guess what? We have to be super focused and then stay in that focus and make this great decision. And this decision means you also done your homework. You also know your people and you also can take care of those who are your staff as well. So knowing what other people want, not only from a client perspective, but actually from everybody else around you, right? So then everyone works synergistically to push these great product. And so you can impact people's life. So in terms of doing market research before you develop a product, where do you go for that? And then how do you suggest people to do Yes. And that self, that's a great point, Sabrina. That self-care part starts with us. I've talked to business owners who are like, I'm never going to pay myself. I just don't see it ever happening. And I'm like, you know, well, how much do you want to get paid? They're like, well, that, yeah, so I think it's, it's harder than that. I'm like, no, when you're thinking about like the mindset switch to what do you want your business to do? Then it's just all starts kind of aligning and making sense. What is your goal How do you want to show up in that space? How do you want to show up for yourself? And with holistic practitioners, we just want to give so much and we want to be earth-centered. We want to be aligned sustainably, but I don't see it really happening in a sustainable way. And that's the problem that I'm trying to fix. So I want holistic practices and people who are kind of getting a dead end in their holistic practice to reach out because we can just kind of start looking at like where it is, what is their system? Because I can tell you there's so much diversity in alternative practices. You know, what is the thing that you're trying to do? What is the system? What is your training? Because for most of us, we are so multi-layered, especially in America where it's, there's not a lot of like licensing or 
there's, there's, there's like multiple certifications, right? So hearing about all those little pieces, who you are, stripping all of the complexity away and all of the kind of ego and credential and getting to kind of the bare bones of why you started your business. What is your mission? Who do you talk to? Who listens to you? And what do you connect with at that heart place? So I have a background in it. So I really can, you know, I can relate when someone says they talk about Reiki. Let's talk about Reiki because I've, I've, I've experienced Reiki myself, you know, I, or if we want to talk about other types of energy work or any type of modality, really, there's a lot on, out there. And as a person who's been a consumer of those things, I can very much relate to what they're going through and what they're experiencing. So getting off the hamster wheel is probably the first step, I would say. Kind of take a look, slow the breaks down on the business. And I don't mean that to scare anybody, but to like look at who you've actually worked with in the past year. I have talked in a couple of case studies recently with case study clients who are like massage therapists. We'll use the massage therapists because they're a great example. Once they get their license, they're like off and running, right? They're just like, out the door. They have people on their table. And I've actually had a client, Annie, she was like, yeah, I just want to get people on my table. I'm like, that's amazing. I love your spirit. It's so exciting. But Annie, how many clients did you have in the last six months? I don't know, Laura. I have no idea. I'm like, okay, so you have all this energy going out, all this amazing energy, but what's coming in? Like what's reciprocal and who there was the people who were your perfect clients, not people who you're going to see for once and done single services, but for like a long-term project. She's like, oh, I have no idea. So the first step was just to implement a spreadsheet system and just to like keep track and then figure out ways to like you know, little, you know, customer relations, a little bit of customer relations. So really looking at those kinds of ins and outs at the business, the structures, the systems, and then from there, where is the gold that will be your marketing and be your little niche down thing? Because there's so many massage therapists, right? But like figuring out what it is that it is that you serve for people. Is it, you know, a pain-free approach? So for her, it was definitely a place around pain and a release of pain and a transformation away from it because, they were experiencing it so much and they want to have like an ethereal place that they want to be in, in between sessions. So we're, we've kind of, we're kind of getting there with her, with her niche down statement. And that's really exciting. So that would be like the first thing I would actually advise people to do is to slow down and look at it because there might be a lot of people that we're just trying to bring in just to make that number each month. But really um, there's only so many hours we can do our physical services and maybe it's time to start strategizing and thinking kind of about other things that we can make take away the single service, which is a little scary and think about like long-term packages that'll make us more money and have us more impact than because of that money. So money mindset and some, a little bit of strategy around the systems in the business that's existing. Right. And that everyone listening on the show is going to be healthcare professionals. And some of you guys are medical professional, dental, functional medicine. It's the same thing. When we are licensed in that specialty, right? And how do we stand out? How do we craft our message to be unique in that niche of specific population that we want to help with? And then figure out it's not just exchange that one office visit, one treatment plan, 
to what you have to do. And if we don't know where the leads are coming from, and even you have a physical product, you still have to track all the metrics. Where is that marketing piece that give you the best outcome? Is that SEO? Is that as, or it's just organically that you have came across people on social media or referrals? And then how is your referrals coming in, right? Like where are all these pieces component where Laura is saying, keep track? If we don't keep track, how do we know what works, what doesn't work? And if we are only solo practitioner, especially now you are going beyond just treatment plan. You're stepping up and wearing multiple hats. You are your own boss. You're the CEO. You're the financial manager. You're the uh, customer service, right? And then your own marketing team. So figure out what exactly you like to do and what you don't like to do or things you're just not really good at because it takes us way too long to do something to figure out versus someone else who spent years of doing it and come to them super fast. So why wasting our time when our true nature is actually treating the client? Or if you, nature has pivoted, then do more of whatever you have pivoted to and hire additional practitioners in your practice or yeah. building up that brand for your herbal product that you build, right? And then for yeah. some other, even chiropractor offices, mm-hmm. you might have these different braces if you're pushing different things out. So make sure you actually have some kind of tracking system and leveraging resources around you and not just feeling like, ooh, I'm in the lax state. Right? Like I feel like I always have to push because I have no money, no resource. I just have to do it all by myself. But it yeah. actually means you lower your own price tag. You lower your own value system. Something right. that you should be billing $200 an hour. And if you do something that can be higher out for $20 an hour, you just dropped yourself from $200 to $20. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. so where right. do you really want to be? How do you really want to move your business? Yeah. And again, like there's, we, we want to be there for our clients. We're so, we're so engaged. And when we're thinking about like serving, but ultimately we have to serve for our mission. And that might be a lot upfront to kind of get that perfect client, which might feel like a little bit limiting, but honestly, like at the end of the day, you have to serve the mission of the business, which, you know, we can't get there if we're not hitting those goals sustainably and with heart alignment. But what Sabrina can do is talk to people specifically, probably about like what I I can already hear it. Like, well, I can only do this. There's like limitations in my business because of the licensing. Like I, you know, I have to have certain things in, in things. So, you know, that is totally what Sabrina can do, right? Because you can talk to people specific to like the licensed medical practitioners, whereas with the alternative health, which might be to dismay of some licensed professionals is we don't have as much tape. Uh, we have some deche regulations. We have to be careful with language and that is crucial. Absolutely. So when we talk about earlier um, that you're able to be amazing to produce the herbal product and actually uh, make it into uh, marketing and push that out. So for anybody who's sitting here, whether they're from alternative or traditional um, Western medicine who wanted to also create some type of product, how do you suggest people go about it? Yeah. Well, don't start with the product first. (laughs) Don't do what I did. Um, Well, no, it's, it's tough because now that I'm doing things that are not just the physical product line, I actually 
do better with the physical product line. I feel like I enjoy it better. I, I never want to let it go because it's handcrafted and it's it's ritual based. It feels, which is how it feels with herbs. Herbs feel personal, dynamic, colorful, like people, but also fragrant and lovely. And it's that aspect that makes that product and production so lovely and worthwhile. It's just not something that I'm interested in like scaling on this like mass level. So I wanted to have impact with like a tech overhead. And that's why I switched over to coaching because people were coming up to me and saying, wow, you're so informative. Like that's what I like. So switching the whole paradigm of like what is possible is kind of what I'm excited about. Getting people excited about why they want to do something, not just doing it. And figuring out there, like, what is the intellectual piece that then you maybe can translate into some kind of program that could be a a group program or a course, but not like a course, because really courses are just kind of like, again, you build it, you think they'll come. No, you still have to gravitate people to it. And I know that there could be some limitations with some licensed practitioners who kind of like feel like they can't say certain things within that. I still think there's some wiggle room there because ultimately like there, if other alternative practitioners can do it, I don't see what the limitation is, but there, there could be, you know, on the web, I mean. And what I mean is like one-to-one coaching programs where you can do a higher cost and reach some of your costs, maybe support your over support your physical space a little bit easier than having, and then you maybe you won't have to see as many clients in the physical, which to some people they're like, no, like I want to see my physical clients. I still want this fully packed thing. And I'm like, okay, that's amazing. And that's that shows the absolute desire you have to make physical community in your space. But, you know, what if those people were also getting like some type of other personal thing on the web in addition to and what would that mean for your bottom line if you had this ultimate money? Like, if, so if it gets this number and if it's 10,000 a month, like it, once you're hitting that regularly, what would that mean for your business? What else do you envision? What other impact do you envision having unfold? And for, you know, for some uh, holistic practitioners, it's like, well, I'll start a garden, a community garden. Awesome. It's, you know, I'll invest 10K this year into this nonprofit that helps planting. I mean, we're talking some serious problems that can be solved by independent entrepreneurs. And there's no better person to do that than the holistic or the medical practitioner, really, honestly. Right. So what I'm hearing is, yes, number one, bring some kind of product online. So you're not just a physical product, have to wait for all the patients to sign into your clinic, and then you feel like you're growing. So the online product is by doing field researches, ask your current existing um, client patients, asking people who are in that circle that you already help from different organization, nonprofit, whatnot, what is the really gap that you can fill in your specialty? And and then think yeah. about what that product could be and build that out, whether it's a physical product or a course or some kind of mastermind, whatever not, that can be hosted on the online spacing, right? And then how to do that? There are so many different coaches. And then, of course, Laura has that experience as well to really think about how do you build out taking people from their problem A to the end result of Z, right? Like I really understand their struggle, their problem, and then what the outcome they want, not just what you think you can bring them, right? So really do a lot of... 
questioning, right? <laughs> to talk to people, not just like thinking out of our head. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. And yeah. I know that for all of us, it's, uh, we all have mission, we all have goals, and sometimes it's hard to get somewhere, but it's also hard to be an expert in every single area of our life. So for our speakers, I ask them to take that really quick three-minute holistic life assessment where I take my clients do a hundred question deep dive, but I only pull out 10 of them for them to really think about. So Laura, when you took that assessment, anything pop into your mind or anything you would change in your life now that you saw that? Yeah, I think that spending as much time with family is super important because for me, like rooting in and rooting into my ancestry, it really offers clarification. And it's from the self-care that a lot of the clarity in the business comes. So sometimes we just have to kind of force ourselves into that. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, there's evidence too, that when you are stagnant, like other things come about that you don't expect. I love the whole energy paradox where I don't feel, I feel fatigue. Why do I feel fatigue? And the number one reason is one of the number one reasons is not exercising, but then we're not ex- we're not exercising. And then it's the, oh, well, why aren't you exercising? Well, it's because I don't sleep well. I have no energy. And so it's a paradox that sometimes we just have to kind of like move ourselves out of. So the first thing when I do, when I set up a calendar, and this is something that was taught to me by my clarity coach was first thing on that calendar for the new week is self-care. The first thing on the calendar is self-care. It's prioritizing And that's self-care. So that's what it reminds me of. It's like, yes, that is the area. And family for me is a big source of that self-care and coming back and making sure that's on the schedule first. Yeah, amazing. And then we did see those are two of the categories that you did really well on. So you're able to leverage that for yourself. And then the other piece is we look at what you didn't do so well on. How come we didn't really tap into those areas as much? So then we can reassess, regroup, and maybe potentially it's not just doing all the stuff that we're really good at, but also pay attention to the things that we haven't tapped into. So those things don't become our unexpected roadblocks. You know, once we start really going, driving down that highway, speeding down from everything else that's coming to us. So we appreciate your assessment and reflection on that. And I know people's going to wanted to talk to you from different ways of um, making a successful product or just exploring herbology more. How can people find you? Yeah, you should um, email me, laura at laurasbotanicals.com if something resonated with you today. I know it got a little bit confusing because I do two distinct offers. I help individuals on an alternative health level, but I also am helping businesses. And that's because I am, you know, raising case study programs. So if you're interested in just kind of like, you know, maybe there's a fusion of the two. And, you know, I think that a lot of people are right now are getting into supporting themselves by learning these new types of services. And then they just don't, these new skills for services, and then they're not able to create services. So I try to do that because I notice that when I do the results, you know, when there are people who are like all of a sudden doing herbs and they're so excited about them, also they want to help people and they're out there building gardens and, and doing some amazing things. So yeah, the starting place is learn the herbal practice. And by doing that, if you're ready for an herbal practice in your daily life, Laura at laurasbotanicals.com, Laura Baum. 
Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks everyone for listening in today. And if you love today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. And we would love to hear your feedback. What did you like about today's episode or other topics that you'd like to hear? So please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thanks, Sabrina. Thanks, everyone. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life. Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.